Dedicated truth seeker Mel Kay is here to make sense out of the senseless on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope to subscribe to it, leave a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. Also, you can get the video version at RadioInfluence.com, YouTube, Conservative Television of America, and on Rumble. And the same thing, please let us know about the show. Leave it a rating and review, and please subscribe so you can help others find the show. You know, when I started this version of the show, this video, I only started it in January after two years as an audio show. And so, like most people, I brought on a lot of friends, people that could... uh, helped me along the way early on, you know, because there were going to be some bumps and bruises. So the first eight guests pretty much that I brought on that have been booked were all friends. And you've seen some of them, Morgan Brittany, Donna Fiducian, Don Nguyen, Claire Lopez, uh, Dr. Candace Taylor, and Gene Ho. However, as a former New York Jet linebacker once said that made him famous, Bart Scott, he said one time, can't wait when he was playing for Rex Ryan. Well, I'm saying that right now. Can't wait. I had to get Mel K. So, you wanna know why? Well, let's get into it. She's a devoted lover of truth, facts, history, God, and America. I welcome to the show someone who is a much sought after public speaker, and the host of the Mel K Show, I welcome Mel K. How are you, Mel? Oh, I'm so good, and I'm so happy to be here. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, so thank you for having me. And I've been wanting to talk to you, Mel, uh, because you're doing wonderful things, and it's really interesting, your background. You know, you, you're coming from the Philadelphia area, graduate with honors of NY, out of NYU, then you go out to a Hollywood and you're doing film because you majored in journalism and film. You're doing film and you're doing stuff out there, investigative journalism. But, you know, I spent a lot of time also out in Southern California. And it's called La La Land for a reason. So what was it like out there? And did it prepare you for what you're doing now? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Like you said, I went uh, to school in New York City for journalism. Then I went back for film and I kind of made a career out of both being uh, that I was known as somebody who could uh, take history, fictionalize it and make kind of uh, educational, uh, historical drama pieces. So I had always been working on um, really deep deep research into periods of time, because in order to take a true history story, I've written about Eggman and Jerusalem trial. I've written about uh, the after the fall of Saigon. I've written about the expatriates in, in uh, France in the 20s. So uh, a lot of deep research into what um, not just what was going on and, and the facts of the story I'm telling, but also what did what wasn't told, what was going on in society and culture. How did people speak? What did they talk about? What did they eat? How did they dress? So uh, a lot of stuff like that. So over the years, that's really where I focused. I, I had already had jobs, so I didn't go out to Hollywood to make it. I went out with a project that I had already made. Uh, which is a very different way to go out. I, a lot of people go out there seeking dreams. I actually just wanted to make movies. 
But, um, you know, but my background in, in turning uh, true history into fictionalized drama led me to realize uh, every project I worked on, the same names would come up, uh, especially when it came to wars or um, different uh, international episodes. And I saw kind of patterns. And I, uh, while I was in Hollywood, um, near the end, I, I really was outspoken about what I saw was an agenda um, to sexualize uh, children. And that's when I started doing other people's podcasts and talking about that and kind of MK Ultra. I have a good friend who's one of the only survivors of MK Ultra mind control from the CIA. So um, I talked a lot about what I thought was a mind control kind of agenda that was infiltrating through Hollywood that I saw early on as a writer there in meetings. Um, and then, uh, then came, I was in New York City working, still in film or in television at the time. Uh, and I was watching what was happening. And like I said, I had written a screenplay about Hannah Arendt um, and Eichmann in Jerusalem book, Banality of Evil, and that trial in the 60s. So I had to do really deep research into Germany in the 30s and 40s to understand how it got to the final solution. And uh, as I was watching what happened from March 15th forward, um, during COVID, I kept saying to people, this is not about COVID. Something's very wrong here. This is exactly what happened in Germany with typhus. And it was the beginning of, of a lot of what happened, happened with a virus. And um, and from that point on, uh, right after we locked down, I started the Mel K Show and I've been connecting history from history to present to where we are and how we got here and the people and the forces behind all of this that I believe are, as I call them, the puppet masters um, that really haven't changed since World War One. And I, I follow the money on the Mel Kay show and that money usually leads to a small handful of people I call the globalist billionaire oligarchy and the international banking cartel. And it's been that way for a hundred years. And that unfortunately that group uh, is trying to force us into a future most people do not want of global governance. And uh, every day on my show, all I'm doing is trying to wake people up to fight against that. You know, you're so right, Mel, because it, it, there was a time it used to be Republican versus Democrat. Then it turned into constitutional versus communist. And now it's global versus America first and these globalists uh, you know, you can just see it. You can even just see it with, with what's going on right now about the attempts to close the border. You know, the vote where you have uh, certain people voting to keep wars going and voting for the initiative of the, uh, you know, the global initiative of, well, let's send all the money to Ukraine and let's not use all the money to secure our own border to keep people out. Would you agree with yeah. that? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, what, what's really sad is that the American people and, and I've seen this because I've been on tour basically for three and a half years on in many different venues, large and small. And um, people are much more awake right now. It started during the covid. Um, but a lot of people know something's wrong. They're just not sure what is wrong. And again, like you said, there is no left and right. There's no Republican and Democrat. In my take, I believe that we're fully captured as a nation by this globalist billionaire mm -hmm. oligarchy. But above that, there's also a, what I call the fifth column that's above our justice department and our, our injustice department and our agencies. And um, for me, I really point to uh, many, many things, but the most unconstitutional and the worst thing that happened to our country in my adult lifetime is the Patriot Act. And the Patriot Act, mm -hmm. what people don't know, was written two years, if not more, before 9-11. Uh, it kind of also coincided with something called the Project for a New American Century. 
uh, guidebook for a hundred years of military uh, takeover or military might leading the way. Um, and they all kind of work together to turn our country against we, the people of the United States. And um, we are in a situation where what is going on at the border is obviously a worldwide thing. It is really to homogenize the people so that the people never unite uh, to rise up against tyranny. It, it is an old game, not a new game, obviously funded by a lot of these same people. Um, but at the same time, it's a bigger part is um, that we, uh, Barack Obama signed us on to Agenda 2030 without the American people's mm -hmm. consent knowing uh, without explaining what it was. Agenda 2030 is global governance. It's a one world government agenda that is playing out slowly. You know, back in the day when George H.W. Bush walked on the floor of the United Nations and said uh, that we were going to have a new world order run by the United Nations, people clapped and thought, great. Truth was that wasn't even George W. Bush. That was actually uh, Rockefeller, Kissinger, Brzezinski, and the Crown uh, working towards, you know, reuniting America with them and, and really taking it to the next level of a global governance model. They used to call it, you know, New World or One World Government. Now they openly on all their websites. They all have Agenda 2030. They're all very obvious. I call it the octopus of global control. Every tentacle is a different globalist problem that obviously needs a globalist solution. And um, and once they have America, where we are no longer um, valuing citizenship, we no longer uh, hold our history and our heroes as uh, as uh, champions for us in the world. We no longer have borders, language, culture. We no longer have a financial system that is helping anyone, and we no longer have a military that's that's really working to protect this nation. Uh, what we have is a captured government. And a fifth column or above our government, which is making sure that we can't get out of this unless we, the people, take this personally, go inside and realize we are being bullied into a globalist system that we will never get out of if we do not fight back now. Right. And part of the problem, obviously, they're using President Trump's America first, which is constitutional. They're using that as a wielding stick to say, hey, what about America? That's racist. That's this. That's that. And you nailed it. When Obama started out in Cairo talking about we're a mean, evil nation and we just want to win, I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, yeah. 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 I mean, people don't really know that about Obama, about his background with Weather Underground and Franklin Marshall Davis, because we were not allowed to know Obama's history. He was a senator for one year. Uh, he came essentially out of nowhere and nobody questioned it. He had people around him like Norm Eisen and Cass Sonstein, who were still running the show in the fifth column, as far as I'm concerned right now. And uh, Obama came in as as a, a uniter when really that's not what he was at all. What he was was a tool of the globalist because people do not realize still and it's and it's hard to accept certain things. But I've been doing this as in what I do for a living my whole life. Both Bushes, Clinton, Obama and Biden are all globalists. They are all for uh, a, a global governance. They have always been. And Obama was picked and, and Hillary was supposed to be next. And Donald Trump came in uh, to their surprise. I believe that that night. Um, they did not believe Donald Trump was going to win. And everything since then has been a, a rush and a, a, um, a operation to return us to the path of global governance or the Great Reset or whatever you want to call it. Um, certainly, I believe the pandemic was a pandemic. 
and uh, and it was necessary because populist movements were happening all over the world. And you're absolutely right when people talk about MAGA. That is actually uh, that was Donald Trump's um, financial plan. MAGA. It had nothing to do with racism or anything else. It was about rebuilding America from within, having no supply chain issues because everything we needed was made here. Uh, our energy independence, um, all kinds of things about restoring manufacturing all over this country. That's what that was about. And that's a big problem for the globalists because the, part of the whole goal was that every nation would be dependent on them. And as, as Trump was walking us away from them, getting out of UNESCO, which is the insidious um, education, uh, worldwide world education kind of common core type thing that is on top of what's happening to our children. Uh, he pulled us out of the fraudulent Paris Climate Accords. He pulled us out of the World Health Organization. He pulled us out of, um, of you know, many other groups like that, uh, the the. Palestinian refugee money that was coming out of UN that now we find out was, uh, you know, involved in a lot of this stuff. So um, Donald Trump did a lot of things that really ruined their global governance plan. And they want 2030 to happen no matter what. It's like they all signed a blood oath to make sure. I also believe that all these people's futures, finances, uh, mind, body, spirit, their planning, everything is based on them being part of like a Pan Am of Hunger Games, globalist oligarch billionaire um, class of people. And the scary part is we used to be able in World War II, you could say, oh, it was Germany. But right now, the people that are running what I call the Fourth Reich, they don't have an allegiance to any nation, to any flag, to any people, to any religion. They are about power for power's sake, as, as uh, ominously warned in uh, 1984. And that is where they are and what they're doing. So by any means necessary. And, and the hard part is that they do have technology and all of the technology companies are working in, in lockstep with them to uh, walk us straight into a digital track and trace surveillance, um, totalitarian, uh, top-down control gulag. The good news is too many people are awake to it and they're all out of their mechanisms backfired. But if the American people don't realize uh, that they are being deceived on such a grand scale, uh, you know, we really need to uh, rethink what is happening here, because the truth is that uh, the 2024 election is between remaining America, borders, language, culture, constitution, bill of rights, auto-determination, and a future we want for our children and our children's children, or becoming a cog in a globalist wheel with absolutely no power, kind of like the countries inside the EU, which was the first experiment in global governance. So uh, right now, I think people are waking up, but the American people have to realize, you know, a lot of times um, we see the Trump meme or Trump said, they're not after me, they're after you, and I'm in the way. Uh, I would say they're not after America, they're after the world, and America right now is in the way. The controlled demolition of America is because they cannot achieve one world government without the United States. And um, so the people of the United States that do get it should use that as, as an empowering thing to go inside to define for themselves what their mission is, what liberty is, what freedom means to them personally, and uh, become uh, the lightning rod in their local communities and in their counties. Uh, right now, not not in six months when you realize that the same right. demons that have stolen every other election are going to do it again. But right now, you got to get involved because the globalists are also running all of the get out to vote uh, travesties around the country as well. And we can only counter them if we're in the game. You know, you said a lot there and you laid it out for everybody. One other thing. You know, the, the one world government, new world order is in the Bible. And one of the first things Donald Trump did that shook up the world, in my opinion, was when he moved the embassy in Israel from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That sent a clear message to a lot of people, in my opinion, where they're going, uh oh, OK, 
This guy, Bush didn't do it. Obama did it. Everybody said they were going to. Nobody did it. This guy's taking this stuff seriously. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And and the other thing that is going on is everyone is pretending that the Muslim Brotherhood no longer exists because the Muslim Brotherhood are involved in the global governance movement. They are a big, giant part of it. They are out of Qatar. And uh, right after the fall of, of um, the fall, the, the travesty of Afghanistan, if you don't if people don't recall, Blinken said that he was going to cede basically our control of Afghanistan to Qatar. And uh, and, you know, and, and Qatar has so much power and so much influence. You know, the World Global Summit is this week in uh, the UAE, UAE. The COP28 was in the UAE. I mean, a big part of this is that, you know, if, if everyone remembers the Arab Spring, when Obama and his color revolutionary friends popped in, you know, took out Mubarak, who we had no problem with, and popped in, you know, the head of the Muslim Brotherhood. Of course, the people of, of Egypt luckily rose up. But what we have to understand is that also another thing that he was doing with the Paris, um, with the uh, Abrahamic Accords was that he was opening up a way to financially and and in terms of trade and in terms of trading off good in and out. He was opening a new corridor of cooperation worldwide with all of the world that was based on cooperation and and good positive things. And um, that could not happen either because they can't do they can't have what they want and have all the people of all the nations cooperating, which is another reason we're not hearing anyone talk about peace. We're talking about escalating wars that don't need to be fought because for financial gain, but also for control, as long as there's order out of chaos is how these people work. Mm -hmm. And um, we really need to put our foot down. And this isn't about funding Ukraine. It's about funding the one world government, the global governance system that's behind whose every war that we have going on right now is being paid for on both sides by these same people from Davos and the world and the uh, globalist, um, I call it the international banking cartel, all the way up to the Bank of International Settlements. Because if they can destroy all of our nations and leave us in chaos, then we're begging for a solution. And of course, just like climate change and, and worldwide mm -hmm. pandemic, they say if it's a global problem, then we'll make a global solution. So you know what they do? They create global problems. And then they say that they're the only answer for a global solution. And that is exactly what we're dealing with now. And these people that work above our government that manipulate the legal system to have turned it against we the people and made us into the problem are the same people funding that that said that humans cause climate change. And, uh, you know, a virus, uh, you know, was spread without any symptoms uh, asymptomatically through the air. So we needed to lock down. These people will do nothing. Um, I mean, they're Machiavellian. It's by any means necessary. But if the American people don't realize that we're a captured nation and the reason that we have a uniparty is because they're very good at this and it's been a hundred year plan, uh, then we're going to be stuck. If people are waiting for somebody else to do the heavy lifting, uh, that's not going to work. Every All hands have to be on deck right now, not not in six months, right now. You're absolutely right. And you're you're preaching to the choir among our listeners like this is the type of stuff that this is one of the reasons I started this. And, uh, you know, we talked about Frank Marshall Davis. We talked about Bill Ayers and he wasn't just another guy in the neighborhood. We talked about uh, the, the connection with Jeremiah Wright and everything that got Obama through that system so fast. And I remember when I saw him speak at the Democratic National Convention, I, I never heard I said, this guy's dangerous. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, at, we're at the tipping point right now, Mel. You are absolutely correct. And maybe you can understand this or explain this because I can't because I was just a sports writer. You know, I was running around with the Knicks and the Mets and the Jets and, yeah. you know, college football, Notre Dame, Southern Cal and all that and college basketball. But 
This could not have happened unless the media completely, and when I say completely, I mean completely turned a deaf ear and closed their eyes. And we watched this. We have watched this now for 10, 12 years. We're seeing it at the border. We saw it with the virus. We saw it with, they would not tell that that vaccine was dangerous. They would not tell us the virus was weaponized. You were correct about that Patriot Act. And every time something happens in this country, every time something happens where people become afraid, when people are afraid, they always run in and take a little bit of our liberty and freedom away. Right. So uh, how did the media allow this? How, well, not how did they allow it? How did they pull this off? Right well, under our nose. Foremost, yeah, first and foremost, we have to understand the media is owned by the globalist billionaire oligarchs. So, uh, you know, BlackRock, Vanguard, all these people, they, uh, they aren't just in America. They're actually full on globalists. The guy that runs BlackRock, Larry Fink, which, uh, you know, talks about going direct, which basically means the corporations and the banks skipping the government, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights and controlling human behavior by design through the corporations and banks. So that is what has happened to this country and was accelerated during the pandemic. Um, at the same time, uh, most of the people in the media at the various highest levels are members of the Council of Foreign Relations. They believe right. in global governance. Their big, um, their big audience will be global. Also, a lot of the veteran writers, I was also in journalism like you, a lot of the veteran writers were fired or squeezed out if they weren't going to do what they what they need to do. We got a big problem with think tanks in America. Uh, these think tanks are, are largely funded by the same globalist billionaire oligarchs that are behind everything else that's destroying this country. And uh, they write a lot of the legislation. Uh, they too uh, also go right to the networks, right to CNN. MSNBC has a, has a ton of former intelligence uh, people working there. They have given shows to people that uh, Nicole Wallace was in the Bush administration. Andrew Weissman obviously is the Mueller uh, lead prosecutor that did an entire investigation on something they already knew was a lie. Um, we have over there, we have Al Sharpton, who should have probably, you know, for Tuana Brawley, that's in and out. <laughs> so, you know, MSNBC is just another wing of the intelligence community. That's a fifth column, you know, uh, operation over there. CNN's failing. Um, it's divide, divide, divide. And the other point is that people have to understand about the media. They have kept Trump in lawsuit after lawsuit, after impeachment, after impeachment, after this and that. Now the four persecutions coming up to keep the news cycle on Trump. And it's not not because of Trump. It is to wear down the Trump voting block, the what they call the populist or the national movement. That is what everything has been about since Crossfire Hurricane is not as much about getting Trump, but about silencing the 80 million people who still believe in America and our nation state and our country remaining uh, a, a independent nation auto determining our future by the people for the people. The real war on Trump is when he says it is on us, it is 100 percent. And we're going to see it escalate in the next year. And again, the CNN. Um, Washington Post, obviously bought by Jeff Bezos, so obviously not independent. He's a full-on globalist. Uh, his his big business is foreign. Again, also, uh, Trump did a real blow to the military-industrial complex, to the Pentagon, to the money machine that is the Department of Defense. He was going around the world asking nations to, to help with, uh, you know, um, helping 
between China and North Korea. You talk to China. You help us with North Korea. We'll help you with this. You uh, it goes to Pakistan. If you help us with Iran, you'll help us with this. He was doing negotiations to not have endless wars. Well, that was a big problem as well that people don't really look at. He was a real threat to the money machine that is the military industrial complex. So you put all that stuff together and you realize that the war is on the people that still want America to remain as founded. And um, that should be empowering to people out there that don't really fully understand what's happening. It, it is not about Trump. And again, it's not about when he says that they want um, us, not him. Well, everything that they're doing to Trump in these lawfare cases, these fraudulent novel lawfare cases, that is really about making us give up about us surrendering, about us saying we've had enough with Trump in the media and, and, you know, all we're sick of it. We can't take it anymore. The whole war on Trump is the war on populism. And populism is not a negative word. Populism is a great word. It's about the people uh, of the nation wanting their country to be great uh, and wanting uh, their borders to be respected and their military to do their job and their government to work for them as they're supposed to. And nationalism is a good thing. And um, I do believe Trump will win in 2024. I do believe these people will try everything they can before that. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll be any better after it. But there are people that need to be named. There are people that need to be exposed. And I would go right back to the Crossfire Hurricane Mueller report team and say that the minute that those people got away with it, we, the people of the United States, lost this battle and we have to take it back. And that includes going back and uh, revisiting what those people did to this country because they didn't do it to Trump. They did it to this country. And uh, that includes DHS, the DOJ, FBI, all these people. Um, once they spied on a sitting president uh, committing sedition and treason in real time and they got away with it, uh, that's how we should have known we had a captured nation. And I think we need to revisit that right now. Yeah, and you're right, and we don't have much time. And and everybody, you know, what one of the things that that she's talking about here. This is why I thought uh, critical race theory was so insidious because what they're trying to do to push the global initiative, they need to give people reasons to turn on America. So yeah, the founding is of the top of the Constitution. So the founding fathers, they had slaves. Yeah, you know, they did this. CRT are like pushing all this this stuff. And it's very interesting to me, Mel, the very people that want to talk about, well, the founding fathers, they had slaves. I bet their families had slaves, too, but they don't want you to know that. But that's another story. <laughs> but uh, just moving moving into this area that you're talking about right here, before I ask you for some solutions, when I looked and saw that you say you're about truth, facts, history, God and America, I found it refreshing to see that you listed truth and facts because there's so many people that think truth and facts are the same. I'll give you a short kind of story that a lot of people have told to show you the difference. A guy tells his wife he's going fishing. He comes back with a bunch of fish and he says, these are the fish I caught. And she goes, did you catch those fish? Because I know you're not really good at fishing. He goes, yeah, I caught them. She said, how? He said, well, I didn't catch anything, so I went to the fish market, I bought some fish, and I told the uh, guy in the fish market, throw me each fish. And I caught them, yeah. put them in the bag, yeah. and brought them home. And that is a fact, but it's yeah. not the truth. So tell right, people about the difference between truth and fact. 
Well, that, that's a, a hard place because when I started the show, you know, I really was a screenwriter. I came from a place of seeing an agenda against the children and a divisive agenda like you're talking about that BLM, you know, the LGBTQ plus all of this stuff, CRT, DEI that was going on in Hollywood way before it was rolled out during in the country, um, which is also a big reason of what happened in media. As you brought up before, they, they started it's coming out of the universities and into the newsrooms, into Hollywood, into into schools. Now, our education schools and all of our best universities are pumping out straight up socialists and putting them in our schools. So um, what you're talking about is, is really, really important because a lot of what we've been told is only um, a half truth or to keep us divided, keep us uh, not really paying attention to what's going on. But also we have a criminal justice system, a justice system uh, that is severely broken, but has also been captured. And when you're watching things like say the E. Jean Carroll case, and you know, everything about it is implausible. And then um, not only is he found guilty, and I believe it, there's not a shot, but also uh, $83 million judgment for a 74-year-old woman who wrote, wrote a column about sex in Elle magazine. Um, and, and then you see the people cheering her on, and it's awesome. Those people are too far gone. They have no conscience left. They have no sense of truth. They have no sense of, of decency. They, they are completely consumed by toxic hate. And don't think that the globalist billionaire uh, propagandists and all that love the Democratic Party, uh, the people that, that vote Democrat. They hate them the most. Look at what they're doing to them. They're all filled with toxic hate and lies and anger and, and, and vitriol, and they're cheering on people at the guillotine is basically how those people behaved with the Trump situation. But as for uh, truth and facts, they are two different things. And um, facts are are hard. I have a, uh, on the melkshow.com, I have a free resource page where I put a lot of receipts. I mean, you can go find all the WikiLeaks stuff, a lot of uh, FBI D class, a lot of CIA D class. I put out a lot of these opposition playbooks where I go on their websites, be it a, um, be it a uh, you know think tank or a, a democratic uh, funded um, group that's trying to destroy Trump people or even all the way back to NATO or cognitive warfare, let that read their own words. They, they these people. They, the other thing about these people is that especially this iteration, there's not strategists like uh, Kissinger, Brzezinski, and the and the Rockefeller team that um, actually pull things off worldwide covertly over the long game. They're car they dumbed down their own kids when they dumb tried to dumb down ours. So we got a lot of arrogant, very narcissistic people in these positions now that tell you and show you what they're doing with much fanfare, like Agenda 2030, which is global governance, or the 17 Development Goals, which is full track and trace surveillance of all people on planet Earth by the same group. So um, for me, it's more there is information out there. I know that there's a lot of people that want to trust this or believe in that or think this is going to happen. Let me tell you something. The things that are provable are on their own websites and, and they're bad enough. And, and this goes all the way through all the people that Arabella partners and, and, and tides and open society fund, just go to any of the things that they fund and read what they're saying that they, this is, this is not, um, the America that you want to live in. And yet they are the ones funding everything and they're doing a lot of lawfare. You know, the thing with Trump, it's affected, I think they've had about 1,000 victims of lawfare since the 2020 election, and it's the same group of people, Brookings, Just Security, Eisen, Weissman, it's all the same people involved in the Mueller team. I mean, they are they are running um, this country through lawfare above, above this nation, and we have to really start to understand who they are and why they're doing this. And I believe why they're doing this is because they're fully invested in the global governance model of Agenda 2030 financially and in every other way. And... And they are going to achieve that by any means necessary. The good news is 
they can't achieve it without the American people. And the American people have to start taking it personally that they would like to destroy this country from within. They're very far ahead in the controlled demolition of America, but they haven't gotten there yet. So this year is the year that uh, you got to, I say to people all the time, I don't care if you were a drunk, a philanderer. I don't care if you were a gambler. I don't care if you built the biggest, best business in the world, whatever it is right now, you got to go inside. You got to decide who you are, what you want, what personal liberty means, what personal sovereignty means, what you want for this nation, your children, the, your grandchildren children. And then you have to make that happen. There's a lot of room right now for leaders and heroes, especially on the local levels. And uh, that's where we'll make we'll make the change. The vassal state of D.C. needs to be dismantled. Lobbying needs to be illegal. Um, uh, think tanks need to be fully transparent, if not dismantled. They have too much foreign money in them that are manipulating and writing our laws. And on top of that, um, we need to start uh, also, I know Trump wants to do Schedule F. I know they're putting in things so he can't. But we need to dismantle any agency that is unconstitutional. Like you said, one one thing uh, in terms of helping a small group, even if it's minnows in uh, in in uh, you know in the Bay in Washington State, uh, is actually a, an attack on liberty and freedom for everyone. And um, these unconstitutional agencies are a real problem, and they gotta go. So I have a lot of hope for 2024. But everybody, all hands on deck now, because they're they're in your neighborhood, they're in your community. They're setting up shop under new names like um, uh, ex, uh, the uh, Voting Alliance for Excellence is now re the rebranded Zuckerbucks group. We got an indivisible. We got Democracy Alliance all over the country. We got um, obviously they've infiltrated a church network in um, in Atlanta that goes around and trains people to go uh, out ballot harvest in inner cities. So we got a lot to do, but I think we can do it. Yeah. Can I throw one more log on the fire sure. of the things that you say we have to get rid of? What about open primaries? Yeah, this is a total travesty. Well, the, the saddest part about primaries is the worst people in the primaries that I've seen because I've been doing um, helping a lot of candidates since 2018 is um, I. Uh, most of the good people get knocked out early because really good people that we really want in the government um, are not are not welcome. They need to keep the status quo. They need to advance people that they can control. They need to have people that know that it's a uniparty and that you know it's a it's a show and a game out there for the public. But once they get to D.C. or to the state house, that you know it's sit down and shut up. We have a plan. Uh, that plan is Agenda 2030. We are going towards that direction, like it or not. So, um, yeah, that's that's a big, big deal. Also, we have to understand that they have um, the infiltration um, instead of invasion started at, at the murder of JFK. It was already happening. He talked about it himself in 61. But they started on the local level. They started in the um, school boards, the election commissions. They started in the city councils and the commissioner's office before they went and fully infiltrated D.C. So, um, you know, local action is the biggest thing um, going forward for that. But um, also do understand that the people that are funding all of this, uh, the billionaire globalist oligarchs, they're easy to find. Anything you see, you should just go to influencewatch.org and put in their name, scroll down to funding. You're going to find there's 10 <laughs> foundations. I call them philanthropaths, philanthropathies, you know, Gates Foundation, Open Society, Omidar, Tides. Arabella New Venture Fund, they're all the same. They're, they're, they're funding everything from Black Lives Matter to the ceasefire cease marches to uh, the entire get out the vote for marginalized voters. What I will tell you is that this group of people that are running our country that have captured this nation, they don't care about anyone's vote. Actually, their entire voting machine is about nobody's vote counting at all because they don't mm -hmm. believe that the American should have a vote. So everything that you see, you got to remember, it's not that they like the Democratic voters better. 
They just captured them already. They don't want them to have a vote either. This is not about freedom. This is about totalitarian top-down control. And like you said earlier, most important thing you said in this show to me is they want us divided and divided and divided and divided as much as they can then put in an influx of people that have no love for this nation didn't come here wanting to be citizens like in the past uh they've come here promised money uh, frankly and um as long as we're divided you know it was united we stand divided we fall people thought that was just a saying it's it's exactly what these guys are doing it's a color revolution and if we the people don't realize that we're all equally victims of this uh captured uh, group of people that believe that they are the super class and we don't get together first, we will lose our freedom completely. And it won't matter your position on abortion or voting or anything else, because if they actually implement this globalist plan, uh, you are going to have no choice about anything. And that is the goal. And they, they really all their get out the vote things are just about not having a vote at all. I, I, I hear you, Mel. And, and the biggest the biggest hammer that I bang on this show is about cultural Marxism. And that's why we're always talking, you know, talking about the communists tried it, you know, it didn't work. They couldn't get us to do the revolution. So Gramsci's cultural Marxism. And, you know, as you know, it's, it's, it's divide and conquer pit, like rich against poor, black against white, male against female, create chaos. And then come in after the chaos you created, say now, big government, or as you say, the, the powers that be are going to come in and now run the show that they that they started this thing. And it's, it's a mess. Now, before we ask you to tell people how to reach you, please tell people about you. Like I know you travel around and you've traveled around speaking at rallies with quite a few people that have been on this show. You could tell them about that yeah. and also tell them about your show, what you do, how you do it and uh, what it's all about. Well, thank you so much. That's so nice of you. Uh, I I started uh, my show. My show is about um, a lot of it's about hidden history, education, what's really going on. Uh, I've done speeches all over the country. I believe that the United Nations is the biggest fraud uh, perpetrated on uh, humanity in the last hundred years. It is uh, all of its tentacles are the problem, not the solution. So we talk about that a lot. I have on uh, people much smarter than me to talk about different topics. We do a weekly uh, on Wednesday night live news show. Um, and then I have a show live every night, seven days a week on Rumble, uh, BitChute and many other platforms, anywhere that there's free speech. Of course, I was kicked off of YouTube uh, three and a half years ago and never went back because I will not I will not walk uh, the line of censorship for any any person or being or anyone. I, I work for God and that's all. Uh, so nobody Amen. can censor me and I'm not going to allow them to uh, also got kicked off of you of Twitter, but um, I didn't get my account back, but I restarted because it's worth being in the fight no matter what. Um, so everyone should do that and be everywhere they can. And just don't don't do it anymore. Don't bend. If somebody is lying to your face or, or, or you don't say I'm not political, if somebody is, is, is saying something that's not true, we cannot no longer allow it to happen. We need to stand for truth. Stand up, speak up, show up, be brave. That's the message of my show. Um, I, I think I have on the best guests that you can. And I am very authentic and honest. I've lived a very uh, um, uh, interesting life. So I've gotten to meet a lot of people and I try to bring on as many different voices from as many different angles as I can to kind of, but the, but the whole goal is to make sure that everyone realizes uh, we are American citizens, all of us together. And any division that you see right now, uh, that is the wrong direction. Every day you should be working more towards freedom and liberty and less towards division and uh, in, in indentured slavery through technocracy and technology. Um, so the Melkay is where you can find all my links and everything. I have an amazing, very 
uh, in-depth resource page that brings all the receipts from my show. There's tons of information on there for any any topic you want. Find, you know, when you ask of solutions, find the thing that may, you're most passionate about, whether it's education or it's um, the elections or it's the border or it's, uh, you know, homelessness or whatever, and educate yourself and find just one topic that you can debate anyone and, and change the conversation towards positive and towards moving the needle towards freedom and towards preserving this great nation. So uh, that's what I do. And it's the Mel K show. And I really appreciate anyone that follows me. I have a great newsletter. I work hard on every week to put out news. I, I read papers from all over the world. We have on people from all over the world. Uh, so we're, we're united uh, worldwide for um, freedom, liberty, and true justice and transparency ahead. So that's what Mel K show is about. And when you go speak, because you're a powerful public speaker, what are the topics that you speak about and the type of rallies that you and venues that you do? Well, I'll go anywhere. We recently sold out, had a great event at the Villages in Florida. We go to the Reawaken Tour. Um, we, you know, there's 5,000, 7,000 people. We're right. having a Reawaken Tour uh, with Eric Trump and uh, General Flynn and um, all kinds of people. My friend Cash Patel, many great speakers. That's in Detroit in June. Uh, we do uh, Determined Patriot conferences and I do small events. I did a small event uh, just last week in Jupiter. I do them here. What I talk about is the United Nations, what, what its origins is, what it's done. Uh, why I think that uh, not only should we pull out of it, but all of its tentacle organizations as well. Uh, and I, I, my show is really about following the money because if you follow the money, you'll know who controls everything. And, and it's a very small group of people. There's about 7.9 billion of us and about 20,000 worldwide of them. And if we uh, expose them, shine the light on them and stop their predatory, uh, divisive, manipulative behavior while they become you know, trillionaires, people don't realize the wealth that is being hoarded from us and hidden from us. Uh, and we have people still living on the street. A and B don't relate and they don't have to be real. We can change this. So, um, you know, that's really my message is you have to be the change right now. It's go inside yourself, take a pen to paper, old school, put your brain back on, you know, critical thinking, common sense, and start from there and be the Paul Revere in your neighborhood. I mean, we have to tell people that we're all equally captured and we're all equally fighting each other uh, as they sit above us, looking down at the masses, thinking we're almost there. Or think of, uh, I say, if you have ever watched Hunger Games, uh, you know that there's Pan Am, the, the very exclusive elitist uh, group of people that think that they're above and they're ostentatious and all that. And then they want us all down on the bottom, fighting amongst ourselves for scraps. Well, I'm sick of it and I want to turn it upside down. I say power to the people. This is our country. That was how it was designed. And um, we are not in that position, but we still have the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And we should really be taking advantage of that. And I say amen to that. And I say, Mel, thanks for coming and joining me. You're always welcome to come back to the show. Thank and you, I really appreciate you coming on. God bless you and your family. Thank you, sir. I really love you, what you do. And I really appreciate your voice. Thank you so much. And I appreciate yours. There you have it. Mel K, host of the Mel K Show, telling it like it is a true truth seeker. I want to thank Mel K for bringing mega doses of truth to the audience. And people, I hope you take this and run with it because we're in a dogfight for our life and we can't lose this one. She is dead right about that. If we lose this one, the globalists win. We just can't allow that to happen. So Mel, keep doing your thing. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 
You can find the video version at Radio Influence, YouTube, Conservative Television of America, and Rumble. As always, please, hope you subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. We also have an audio podcast archive where all the guests that have been on, the 150 high-profile guests that have previously been on this show, you can find them there and hear these podcasts. They feature people like Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Clay Clark, uh, Ben Carson, Monica Crowley, Carrie Lake, Michael Loftus, Will Witt, Kenny Chu, Ann Vandersteel, Kevin Sorbo. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Judge Janine Pirro, uh, Tom Holman, I could keep going on, Vince Everett Ellison, Carol Swain. Hope you check that out. So, hope you had a good time. I did. So that's a wrap for now. Until next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America.